Hello, everyone, and welcome to Resilient Leadership Podcast, where everything we talk about is aimed at helping you lead with a greater sense of calm, clarity, and conviction, even in anxious times. My name is Irvin Nugent, and as always, I am lucky to have my co-host and collaborator with me, Bridget Tyre. How has life been treating you, Bridget? Well, thank you for asking, Irvin. It has been treating me well. And I must say that preparing for this particular episode has just been a joy. I am so excited to share with listeners this topic. So what's on tap for today, Irvin? Well, what's on tap today is the power of music to soothe our anxiety. And I'm really excited about it as well. You know, it brings me back uh, last year, maybe about nine months ago, there was news that came out that for me was just talk about joy in my face. And it was that for the first time in 40 years, one of the most seminal music groups that were part of growing up, ABBA, were coming back to record a new album. No, no one saw it coming. It was kind of out mm-hmm. of nowhere. They released two songs uh, from that album, that album. And I remember listening to the first song. And all of a sudden, tears were just coming down my, my face. And, and it wasn't particularly, it wasn't a sad song at all. And it was such a deeply emotional experience. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, wh- what is it? There, there's, there's so much going on here. Wh- what's happening? And I think it brought me to a place of deep memory mm-hmm. of growing up in the north of Ireland. And for me... ABBA represented optimism. It represented a a world that I wanted to live in. It represented hope. And it just all came back, all those those longings almost. And their music, and and especially even now, a new song just transported me and moved me emotionally. And and I think that's... um, That's so interesting. And I think that's not just me. Many people report that. And so I think today's episode, we want to explore why is it? What's going on? Why does music have this power over us to evoke such strong emotion? Mm. And can we harness that? Can we harness that power to perhaps help us in moments of anxiety? Mm. So let me ask you, Bridget, Mm -hmm. what about music and you? Uh, does music grab you as well? And can you think of experiences where music's just had this hold over you? Well, it's interesting because most of the music that has had a real hold over me was introduced to me through other people. Mm-hmm. And so I remember one of those very first experiences was with my oldest brother. He's almost 10 years older than me. We spent a lot of time together because he worked at a recreation center in the summers and I would go to the rec center and we would drive home together. And what he would play was James Taylor oh. and the, mm. the album Sweet Baby James. And so mm. we would listen to it. So whenever I hear that, and I love James Taylor to this mm. day, but it brings back all those memories, you know, yeah. of being with him. And then I got introduced from that to Carol King's seminal iconic album Tapestry. Mm. Love, 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 love that. And then later in life, really R&B music started to capture my attention, like Marvin Gaye and Ain't No Mountain High Enough and, you know, Stevie Wonder and some of those others. Man, that music just really gets me moving, you know? It it gets me feeling a sense of life 
you know, mm-hmm. moving through me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, Irvin, we both feel strongly about this, but I know you're always looking for the connections between the topic and what neuroscience is telling us, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of connection here between yeah. music oh. and the brain, right? Oh, you, you better believe it. And there has such, there's been a lot of research in this area, uh, this area as well. And, you know, with the possibility now of brain imaging, mm-hmm. we're able to really look at the brain on music. You know, what's happening when people listen to music? And there's yeah. been a lot of research on that. And the first thing is, what was very clear is that music triggers the release of dopamine. And if you've heard about dopamine before, yeah, I've heard of that. What's that all about? Well, dopamine's all about pleasure. When we are feeling pleasure, dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter, is secreted all over the brain and on the body, in fact. Mm-hmm. And it's what's interesting is it's very similar to uh, the response when we have sex or drugs or gambling or chocolate. Wow. All of that. So, you know, the only thing that's like drugs and rock and roll. Well, you know, what it was, 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 was dopamine pleasure. And so happiness begins there. And we are literally filled with bliss when we listen to our favorite music. Mm. And what's more, there's other uh, physiological reactions that we're able to, to measure as well. When we listen to some of our uh, favorite music, uh, we are, we're aroused. Uh, our pupils begin to dilate, which is a sign of pleasure, attraction. Our pulse, which is often uh, associated with bodily movement, becomes strangely active. And blood is even redirected to parts, uh, uh, to other muscles in our body. And you know, you ever find yourself when you're, you're listening to music, all of a sudden that foot starts tapping? You know, that's yes. probably the reason for that, that, that blood builds up in our muscles. And so we begin to tap to the music. So what's clear is that music impacts us at the deepest biological level. It has roots biologically for us. Mm-hmm. And what's more is that there's even when we anticipate listening to music. So when we're thinking about, oh, I'm going to listen, when I get home, I'm going to listen to my favorite uh, music. All of a sudden that as well begins to create the same effects with us, which is really interesting. So, so that's the physical, but I also know there's also emotional impact. So maybe Bridget, you want to speak to that about the power mm-hmm. of music to move us emotionally. Yeah. And, and indeed it does. And there's a reason for that because again, looking at the brain on music, what other areas of the brain light up the amygdala, which is mm-hmm. the, the seat of emotions and yeah. the hippocampus, which is a mm-hmm. seat of memories. Yeah. So of course music, right provokes both memory and emotions. And then we have this powerful association happening where, you know, if our mother sang to us as, as a, as a baby or as a young child, we might associate that. And then how many of us have a song that we associate with a breakup, right? Like a particularly painful, (laughs) a particularly painful breakup. There's a song for that, you know? And then when we listen to music, it's like, let's say, I'm listening to a melancholy piece of music. I can tell it's melancholy, but I don't just sense the melancholy. I begin to experience the melancholy because Mm. of those mirror neurons that we've talked about so much, right? So the song's melancholy sadness begins to be mirrored in me. 
And yeah. so, oh, for sure, music has such power to evoke emotion and memory. You know, what's interesting about that, Bridget, I, uh, about four weeks ago, I was up in Northwest Pennsylvania. A friend of ours invited us up. She's a little uh, cabin on the lake. And uh, two other friends went with us. And so we're sitting around the campfire, a little fire, like campfire, the, the, the fire outside the house. And uh, I was the DJ for the evening. And so I was playing some music. And what was so interesting about that, it was we played 70s and 80s. And it mm. was like, oh, I played like an, uh, an Elton John tune. Oh, I remember when I first heard that. And so people were, were connecting whatever the piece of music was, was when they first heard it or a particular memory or a particular event. Mm. And this is music 30, 40 years ago. It's incredible, that power. And the other thing is, you know, and research is showing us as well that that music can uh, the association and memory lasts so much longer, and and at its deepest deepest held memories we have, and you know this for me was very apparent when we were living with our mother who had Alzheimer's at the time. Mm. She had she lived with Alzheimer's for seven years, and mm. you know, and it's such a debilitating disease, and and it's so difficult to to live with, especially the, the you know, um, the relatives, et cetera, my sisters. But one of the things that my sisters would do is they would bring her out to the pub mm. on a Friday evening, and there would be a, a band who would play some old tunes. And, you know, at, at one stage, my mother was non-communicative and, and really didn't communicate. But boy, when a song came on from the 60s or the 50s and she would light up and she would start clapping and she would actually sing along with some of the words. Wow. And, and it was like, wow, how deeply imprinted is that memory that it can be touched upon and evoked even in the midst of a disease, which destroys, you know, a All lot of memory. Yeah. Yeah. And she's able to, to access that memory, mm -hmm. such as the power of music. That is so beautiful. And, you know, it reminds me of my father-in-law who is living with Alzheimer's. He's had it for like nine, 10 years. And mm -hmm. now all of his memories are gone, even his childhood memories. He used to have mm -hmm. sharp memories of early mm -hmm. childhood. And now he doesn't remember any of that. However, when a song comes on, he will start dancing and he gets mm -hmm. silly and he, but he starts moving and, mm -hmm. and, and there's a, a, an aliveness about him that you you can see that's more palpable. So isn't it interesting that music breaks through even what they call the plaques of Alzheimer's, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, so it's so I get curious about this. Then why why does it? And I think, you know, why why is it it's no other species that that has this connection with music. No other animal does that. So evolutionary it must have been important for us it must have been uh, have some important to our survival that it's imprinted at such a deep level of our brain functioning and i'm wondering if part of it has to do with the fact that music helps create connection and helps create community mm -hmm. and i think you know one of the things that i saw that in action was during covid mm -hmm. when we were in lockdown what are your thoughts about that bridget Oh, I agree. I mean, think about it. We listen to music in community. We go to nightclubs and bars and concerts and, you know, we, we want to experience, we dance, we want to experience music together. Mm. I, I think one of the most heartwarming things that, you know, I observed, I think all of us during the lockdown were these spontaneous and organic displays of people singing. And, you know, it started with the Italians 
singing on their balconies mm, to one yeah. another, right? And then it just picked yeah. up and other examples of that took shape and you just saw these musicians connecting with each other all over the world. Yeah. And there was a loneliness, of course, right? In the mm-hmm. lockdown, yeah. we wanted to connect and music was a way to do that for many, many people. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's its power. And as you posited at the beginning of this episode, music can help us manage anxiety, right? It can promote mm-hmm. connection yep. and it can help us soothe our anxiety. So, so Irvin, what set the stage for us on that? What's that connection there? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I think let, let's just connect some of the dots we've already talked about, which are pretty obvious about how it might impact anxiety. So first of all, we've said music triggers pleasure. So here we have, you know, we know that we're, when we're stressed, when we're anxious, cortisol is released into the body. It's the stress hormone. And uh, there's been a lot of research on the impact of music and stress. And so music can help in two ways. Number one, we already talked about that dopamine, get a little hit of dopamine, that pleasure. And then it also has been shown to decrease the level of cortisol. So just on a biological level, we know that music is helping us, first of all, promote pleasure and decrease the stress hormones. So, you know, when we're anxious and you know, I think some of us, at least I do, have a to-go-to tune when I'm highly anxious. And it's one that probably no one knows. It's it's actually a chant, which is uh, comes from some words written in the Middle Ages, which are called, All Will Be Well. And it's a very simple tune, but it's the music is so soothing. And then the lyric is very simple. Just all will be well, all will be well, mm. all manner of things will be well. Mm. And when I'm feeling very anxious about something, uptight about something, I put that on and it transports me and um, I, my breathing changes and it just really helps me. Uh, and I can feel some of that anxiety after about five or six minutes coming down. Boy, I'm going to listen to that. I have not heard of that chant. Yeah. And just you describing it is soothing. Yeah. How about yourself? What what when you're highly anxious, Bridget, and you turn to music, what's what's in one of your playlists? Well, I have to admit something, which is that until we really started talking about this as a topic for our podcast, I must say I don't know that I did use music purposefully in that mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I decided I would, and I haven't for a long time, I would listen to that Carol King album that I mentioned earlier, Tapestry. Yeah. And I noticed that the songs there, which she wrote all those songs, and that album was a bestseller for decades. Each song evoked a certain mood for me mm. and a certain memory and mm. a certain emotion. And I thought to myself, I've got to do this more often. (laughs) You know, I need to be more intentional. I mean, it would happen by accident that I would hear a song and my spirits would be lifted. But I don't think that this was a practice for me. And now it's going to become a practice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing as well, we've we've talked a little bit of leading on from that, is that, that music as well impacts our nervous system. And it can bring it down a beat. Sometimes when we're highly nervous and we're anxious and our heart begins to beat a little bit quicker and our breathing, et cetera. You know, listening to a certain tempo of music, which what I just described there with that chant, actually begins, you know, whenever we begin to almost breathe, 
to the tempo, we can actually begin to change kind of our breathing pattern. And we know from other episodes that our breathing has the power to move our nervous system from a triggered nervous system of fight or flight and to bring that and to change that and to change our actual nervous functioning. So mm-hmm. music can really do that in a wonderful way. I love that. Yeah. And then the other thing as well is that you mentioned, you know, music impacts us emotionally. And I think there's so many ways that music can help us when we're feeling anxious because, you know, anxiety is, is, is emotional reaction as well. There's so many emotions packed into anxiety. So I think, you know, first of all, I think music can help us tap into a certain emotion. So sometimes, you know, we're carrying around, we're anxious about something and at times, well, I don't know what I'm anxious about or what is it that I'm carrying around? And all of a sudden, a tune can release an emotion. There are, there's a one client in particular who I remember a few years ago who freely admitted that he was not very good at accessing emotions and yet realized that he was caring a lot and especially had not really grieved mm. the death of a sister that, that had died very mm. suddenly and, and just, you know, was just feeling anxiety. And, and all of a sudden he was driving one day and a tune came on in the radio and all of a sudden he said, I just started crying. Don't know why it happened. It just tapped into something and there was a flood. There was a release. So I think music has the power to, to help us release emotion. And music has the power as well to uh, help us move emotions in a certain direction. So sometimes, you know, we've talked a lot today about music helping us kind of calm down. Yes. But sometimes, you know, we need to have music to kind of amped up. Um, <laughs> amped up. You know, sometimes we're, anxiety can make us feel very almost depressed a little bit and kind of uh, in a low energy. And so sometimes getting out of the anxiety involves really helping us to amp that up. And so to put on some music that just gets our feet tapping, that can inspire us, can move us Mm -hmm. as well, that can truly help us modify these emotions that we're in. You know, that reminds me, Irvin, that all my kids played soccer. And I'm remembering that my youngest Mm. daughter, before games would always put headphones on and she had a playlist, you know, Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. songs were always about amping her up, you know, getting her into that state of readiness. Yeah. And so she was using music very intentionally then. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember that. So can you think of any other ways, perhaps Bridget, that music might help us as we deal with anxiety? You know, I think one of the most powerful things and for me is that music grounds us in the present. Mm-hmm. It captures all of our attention and we start to move to the music or emote to the music. And we're so, so very present. Mm-hmm. The other day I heard an interview on NPR about the lyricist who helped write the words to earth, wind and fires um, September. I don't know if you're familiar with that song September. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a great song. Yeah. And so that piqued my curiosity. And so I, you know, I listened to it and I was just swept away. I just was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about what a great song this is, but I was mm. so deeply in the moment. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And then yeah. I think similarly, but music can really distract us in the best sense of the word, right? From stressors, yeah. because as you pointed out, music really engages so much of our brain. 
it just really requires a lot of brain activity. And therefore those, you know, internal threats or stressors kind of fade into the background. And I love that about music, you know? Yeah. I think that's so cool. All right. So clearly this is a powerful aspect of our lives that we can be more intentional about using. So, so Irvin, what are some like strategies, you know, practical tips or thoughts about how to use music intentionally to lower anxiety? Yeah. So it's it's a great question. I think first of all is create a playlist, begin to explore um, music uh, and its power. I mean, I think it's happening and at times we're not, we don't fully realize it's there. So let's, let's harness some of that power. And I think part of it is to be aware, begins an awareness and kind of what mood am I in? What is my current emotional state? Am I anxious? Am I feeling restless? Am I bored? Am I sad? And how would I like to feel instead? And with that goal in mind, uh, what we want to do is gently bring ourselves. So I think what we want to do in, is to really, first of all, find some music perhaps that taps into how we're feeling and then gently amp it up a little bit or, or change it because so we can use music just to kind of bring us on uh, a journey. And here's some things to, you know, in that process to keep in mind. First of all, let, let's use familiar music. You know, we have a whole stack of music that is familiar to us, that we identify with. Um, you just talked about, you know, and, uh, that album, and they went, you went through it again, and every single song made you feel in a different way. So to really use that power, that familiar power, I know for me, choral music. Uh, chant uh, has a real impact in me. Uh, and, and so I like to use that as well. And so use music that really speaks to you. You know, what music, uh, if you want to tap into some of your sadness, what songs bring that to mind? We've already talked about, you know, one of the things, the powerful things is that music actually produces the same neurochemical response that's released when we cry. Uh, and so that's the power of music to really tap into that mood and also consider music without lyrics. You know, sometimes we're, we can get into, oh, I have to find a song just with the right words. And sometimes that works, but other times, you know, music, just instrumental music can evoke a mood within us as well and can help us really um, tie into that. What about you, Bridget? Any other thoughts about how we might use music especially to modulate our anxiety. Well, I want to circle back to something you already said that I think is so important. And, it, you know, in that example you gave of the client who had a hard time identifying and acknowledging and naming and experiencing his moods and how music mm -hmm. helped him to do that. So I think that your point about matching, first, step number one can be finding music that matches our current mood. Because I think all of us are like, oh, I don't want to feel this way. Let me find another song, you know. But sometimes what we really want and need is a piece of music that meets us where we are, mm. whatever state we are in. And then from there, perhaps, we might be ready to find another piece of music that, as you said, gently lifts us into and ushers us into another state, another mood. And then we can, you know, think about tempo of the song. You know, it, do we want to feel more uplifted, more engaged, more energized? We look at tempo, we look at volume, we look at the kind of instruments that are in the music. 
But I love this idea of meeting ourselves where we are first and then going from there. It's just lovely. So Irvin, what about, what about the practice? So what's the, what's the core practice you want to leave folks with for this, this lovely episode on music and using it to manage our anxiety? Well, I think it's going to be pretty obvious, but it is you need to create your own playlist. Yay! And we want you to have a little fun with this. Depending on who is your music server of choice, be it Apple or Spotify or whatever, you know, all of them have little playlists. And you'll notice some of them evoke a mood. Like one of my favorite playlists on Apple is Rainy Day. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one, which is Summer Barbecue. And it does it so well. It kind of, you know, creates kind of the mood. But if you were to create and name a playlist, you know, for, for a playlist, Washing Away My Anxiety. Let's say your playlist is called Washing Away My Anxiety. Well, what songs would you put in there? Mm-hmm. And maybe a way to do that is, if you've never thought about this before, is write down 10 of your favorite songs. What comes to mind? And then as you write them down, as you think about that song, what mood does it make me feel? Is there a memory connected with it? And if there's a memory connected with it, is it a happy memory? Is it a sad memory? Mm-hmm. Is it a memory that uplifts me? And just kind of begin to notice. And I think what will happen is it's like anything. Once we put more thought into it, then we begin to almost uh, like a new muscle in the brain as we listen to music, begin to notice, oh, I'm noticing how this, this particular music is changing me or this particular music is helping me or moving me. And so then from that, create a playlist of four to five songs and maybe create a few um, playlists depending on your mood. So maybe a, a playlist uh, to be happy or maybe a playlist just like your, your daughter in the soccer, something to motivate me. Here are four mm-hmm. songs that motivate me. I'm, I'm a speaker. People know that. And so I have a particular playlist that I listen to that really energizes me, makes me feel good. And when, before I come out on the stage, I'm, I'm amped up and, and ready to, to be there. And uh, so then create a playlist of four to five songs. And I'd love to hear. So, you know, maybe write us and drop us an email. I'd love to hear what are some of your favorite songs? What are, what are some of the songs that you use and moves you emotionally? And maybe tell us about an emotion that goes uh, or a memory that goes with that song. You can write to us at resilientleadershippodcast at gmail.com. But I think that's a great practice for people to, to move into. Oh, it is. And I'm going to do it. So I have no playlists. <laughs> so I am going to take that practice and I'm going to make it happen. This has just been such an interesting and for me, inspiring conversation. Irvin, thank you very Mm. much. We've really looked at how powerful music is to soothe, to connect us, to help manage our anxiety, to uplift us, and even just to help us acknowledge and access our own emotions, Mm. uh, whatever they may be. And that no other species seems to do this, right? Create music and then have it be such a potent influence in our lives. So Mm. let's all use it as it was meant to be used, right? Love it. Yeah. Yes. So Irvin, what's on tap for next time? You want to tee that up? Well, next time we are going to look into optimism and explore about optimism and perhaps pessimism as well and how that shows up in leadership. Well, that's going to be an interesting conversation. I really look forward to that. So thank you folks for tuning in. We so appreciate you. We are looking forward to hearing from you and you all just take great care. Thank you, Irvin. 
Thanks, Bridget. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.